This is Ken Ferry with this week's Boots in the Field. Another good week. This is a, a good week for sunshine, good ET rates, good photosynthesis. We're moving this crop in the right direction. That's two weeks in a row. That's some kind of record for this year. Forecast says we may get another one next week, so that's great. We've been in the fields uh, all over the state this week doing uh, yield checks and corn in, trying to estimate beans. We've set, been in some pretty tough stuff in the corn. We've been sub 100 bushel yields in some fields, and we've been all the way up to 240 bushel yields in some fields. Checking a lot uh, in the southern part in that 200 to 10 range. Uh, not anything like last year, but still some pretty solid yields out there. What's keeping those yields held back, of course, is uh, a number of things. Probably the biggest one different from last year is we're not getting any of those 40, 45 long years like we got last year. They came as a complement of the great June weather we had last year. This year, things are a lot tougher. So you're seeing a lot of uh, ears out there in that 33 to 35, 36 long is a pretty good size ear in most fields. And that's holding us back from some of those big yields. We're also seeing... Uh, anywhere from 14 to 20 around in the same field. So a lot of unevenness in the amount of kernels around, and that's having an effect uh, on what we have out there. The other probably thing we're seeing that's holding some of our yield estimates back is we just don't have the ear count. Uh, it's not uncommon to find 10 to 15% drop from planted population to ear count this year. If you guys remember, our goal is around 6%. Uh, so we're seeing double the amount of loss that I would like to see in a lot of these fields and it's just due again to the conditions that we ran into this spring trying to get the stand established. We did run into some hail in a couple of fields this year. Uh, some of it was from June. So the hail from June did affect the ear size. The ear size is smaller, kernel set is smaller, corn's doing pretty good right now. And a number of fields got caught with the hail that came through on Sunday and that hail actually did a lot of damage. It tore up the top of the plants. And in those fields that got hailed on Sunday, um, we already aborted the tips on the ears by Thursday. So that little hailstorm, goodness, thank goodness it wasn't real big, but it did do a lot of damage from an actual yield perspective in itself. What we're seeing out there in both the corn and the bean fields, getting a number of calls, is uh, seeing some drought stress, seeing some plants that are rolling up, seeing trifoliates that are folding up, especially on the lighter soils and stuff. And this is to be expected. As we dig these root balls, both in corn and soybeans, there's a serious lacking of uh, fibrous feeder roots when you get past that three or four inch range. And instead of seeing the large white roots that we're accustomed to, we're seeing more tan and yellow with lack of feeder roots. And again, this is due to the high water table. We talk about shallow-rooted corn, shallow-rooted beans. It was just a condition those root systems couldn't grow. The unfortunate part in the cornfield is we're not putting any more roots on the corn. Everything is uh, moving towards the ear itself. So there's not any uh, root growth to talk about that's going to improve that situation. Without those feeder roots, that's a big part of the mechanism to pull water into this plant and keep the turgor pressure in it itself. So if the temperatures stay reasonable like they would, like they have been, and we pick up some rain this weekend, that's in the forecast, we'll be moving along here in pretty good shape. But if it doesn't rain on some of these fields, even where we saw the water stand for most of the season, that's probably some of the first places you're going to see some drought stress popping up in there itself. So... We don't need these temperatures up into the mid-90s, uh, and we don't need to, we're going to need water to finish this crop 
that's something hard to say when we've had so much water ready but it's going to take some timely rains to keep this fill moving along like we want it to out there itself so expect to see some stress from that perspective out in the cornfields no doubt the biggest issues that we're dealing with is still um, nitrogen nitrogen deficiency is, continues to grow uh, in areas where we didn't even see it last week and that is uh, pulling back on the depth of kernel and it is going to change our ability to finish there the disease has ramped up in the cornfields we're seeing quite a bit of disease that's uh, progressively getting worse compared to a week ago in itself last week we talked about the white tips on the yellow cobs and we're afraid that they were going to abort and they they have aborted so in some of these fields that um, we're in this week i saw as much as 30 to 50 bushel of white tip cob abort back because we weren't uniform and again that goes back to pollination we stretched out this pollination out over seven to ten days and it's hard to hold the tip uh, when you do that itself from the bean side again it's disease the white mold you can see it now walking through the field you still have to look for it you can't see it from the road last two weeks i've been talking about white mold i said you had to part the stand to find it you don't have to do that anymore as you're walking through the bean fields you can see the dead plants we're in uh, some fields this week that range from 10 to 15 percent white mold damage out there now at this stage we're at r4 if you have 15 percent of the plants with white mold you have a 15 percent hit in yield nothing you can do about it but at the same time you need to know where you are again for marketing purposes and to let um, farm managers and landowners know what's going on out there itself still can't see it from the road that'll be another 10 days or two weeks probably the sudden death is definitely stepped up out there um, but here again you got to be walking the field to see the sudden death you can't see it from the road yet that'll be a ways off um, walking some fields last week and this week i think i'm starting to actually see some of our sudden death treatments in action we're starting to see some variances start to take place so it'll be exciting to watch this see if we got uh, a product here that's going to work for us besides the grasshoppers the grasshoppers are getting larger they're going to get harder to kill now and they're doing some damage on those outer rows from the insect side we did see some clover worm uh, in the eastern part of the state today um, and actually the field that we're in probably could hit threshold threshold is going to be about 25 percent defoliation so keep an eye on that's going to be a green type caterpillar that's going to be out there defoliating the bean crop itself from the tuscola to the sullivan area this week we also saw a noticeable amount of stink bugs so you guys with the seed beans pay attention to the stink bugs so we don't end up with uh, some damage there from the from the seed being pierced by the stink bug itself a few aphids in the corn not much and we are actually seeing some spider mites in the corn uh, along the mowed grass water strips and stuff so again uh, now again not a lot we can do other than spraying uh, spraying those grass areas before we mow them and this is typically being mowed with a lawnmower so it's um, pretty thin as far as the grass is pretty short itself with that i i'm excited about the forecast for next week if we pick up some rain this weekend i think we're going to keep punching this crop in and and try to finish as strong as we can i'll be traveling to the southern part of the united states this uh, coming week so we get you some crop reports uh, from the road as far as what we're seeing out there and everybody keep it safe and we'll talk to you next week